0: As always, please like, share, and subscribe to this channel for more inspirational videos and audios, stimulating discussions and conversations, and more. Peace and blessings. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello. Welcome and welcome back. Um every once in a while i will have discussions usually you know when i talk to people and with people and have conversations etc cetera, etc cetera. and um if i come away with something that i should communicate to the masses i do so here's some food for thought this is the food for thought segment and this is what I wanted to talk about. Uh, it's a bunch of things that um, have come to mind, like I said, during discussions, and you know, just um, as I move along with my life. It's not in any particular excuse me, not in any particular or- order. It's just some things that I experience, and some things that come to uh, my attention um in passing and having conversations with others. And I do call it full for thought because it's something to think about, especially for the children of Israel. So it's like I said, it's not in any particular order, but there's some things that I would just like to throw out there to give you something to think about. So um one thing is um in regards to our children. When my child was young he was so good. And I'm not saying that because I was his mother. I'm saying it because he really was. He had a really positive demeanor. I used to bring him to school with me when I was going to um, college. Literally. And it was like a joy for people just, just to see him. When I tell him to sit down and wait for me to have a, um, he must have been about, ooh, how old was he? Three either two or three, he was, he would just sit there and he would amuse himself. We would give him crayons or paper or whatever. And he would be nice and quiet until I finished, um, my classes. That's how good he was. He wasn't, um, not that it wouldn't be out of the ordinary if a child started getting a little fidgety and a little loud because they're boys. If you have boys, that's not something that's out of the ordinary. And a lot of people believe that that's something that's out of the ordinary, that they can't sit down um, and and behave themselves. It's not that, boys are boys. Um, they have a lot of energy and stuff like that. However, my child was not like that. I would give him his crayons, his juice box, his snack, sit down. And for that hour and a half or whatever, how many hours I had to sit there, he would be as quiet as a church mouse Playing with whatever he was playing with or sitting and being quiet, eating his snack or whatever. That's how he was. And I say that to say, um, when you have children like that, I think it's a, it's a wonderful. I'm not saying that it's bad if they um, start, you know, wanting to play and just because they're just children. But uh, trust me, there's a point to this. Um, even if I had to correct his behavior or whatever it was, it was never an issue with him, okay? now I have nephews and um, nieces and I have a particular nephew when he was a baby. It was always a challenge and I do mean always. And I was the type of auntie to tell you, you better not show your behind in here. Because if you show your behind, then I'm gonna show my behind. And we are going to be showing our behinds up in here. And that's the type of auntie I was. They knew. No, we're not going to play these kind of games. Nowhere. But this one particular child continued to uh, challenge me, which he never won. (laughs) And I say that to say that children are going to be rambunctious. Children are going to be full of energy. And that's expected but the behavior needs to be corrected and i'm not saying always but if you if you're able if you're a parent then you understand what i'm saying if you're able to correct the behavior then you understand what i'm saying if the child has um has been reared in a manner to have um to behave i'll just say cuz i was going to go into something deep but i'm not if you are teaching your children to behave properly then that's fine. Um, And I say that to say, when you do not correct and reinforce behavior to your children, because there's a lot of people that don't do it. I'm talking to the children of Israel, but there's people, there's heathens, um, Gentiles, and even some children of Israel that do not correct and reinforce behavior. They don't. So the children get out of hand so like i said if you don't correct and reinforce behavior especially when they're young and this is according to the most High's laws then there's uh they don't experience any repercussions the behavior is bound to be repeated whatever behavior that is that's negative until it's gotten out of hand some ex- um some examples include um ignored behavior when a child is doing something and it's really bad but you're ignoring it thinking that it's going to go away that's not even realistic, okay? And um ignore behavior in regards to um potentially dangerous behavior. If you don't correct the behavior when the child is young, when they get older, how do you think they're going to act when you no longer have that control? And an example is it um an example is um ignoring behavior in regard to school shootings, abuse of any kind, any kind of shootings on all systematic levels. If there's no control of the child, and that's even um a fruit of the spirit, self-control. And that's for older people and younger, but this must be instilled when they're young, because if they're if it's not instilled in them when they're young, what on earth is gonna happen when they get older? I mean for those people who discipline children with corporal punishment, you can't beat a child at uh after a certain age, you should not be putting your hands on children. Now, I used to work for the government. I already told you in the capacity of an in, uh, investigator. Going into people's house, I was more than a, I was, I was a lot of things. But one of the things was investigating, going into people's house, investigating child abuse. There is a line between discipline and child abuse. Okay. So although you can discipline your child, there is a line between um, abuse and um, discipline. So we are all expected to discipline our children. We are. Whether it be talking to, whether it be um, a form of corporal punishment, like a a ruler, a little, you know, pap a ruler, pap on a little leg or whatever it is. And as a matter of fact, um, uh, the older generations had corporal punishment. Now, don't let corporal punishment fool you. It could be, it doesn't have to be abusive. Okay? Um, And I say that because um, children and adults too need to have um, discipline in themselves. It doesn't always call for corporal punishment, but to teach your child and to reinforce behavior like self-respect, respecting others, just like the laws that I am teaching now or reiterating now, these are the most high laws and the most high is the truth. So why wouldn't you want to, um, Raise your child in a way that the child has discipline and is able to deal with life on life's terms and not throw a hissy fit or want to kill somebody because they're not getting their way. This is what people need to understand when you are rearing your children and teaching them and reinforcing behaviors that they should have while out in the world. Because remember, we live in systems, it's the smallest system when a child is being raised. It's just you in the village, you in the village. Sometimes it's just the parents. And then when the child is school-aged, the system becomes larger. When the child is grown, then the system is even larger. So if you have those disciplines in place, if you have that structure, if you have reinforced behavior while the child was young, then they won't deviate from that. They'll know how to navigate the world and understand that you can't have your way all the time. This is what it's about. Even the Most High put the laws in place and we will get to those laws and I will expound once we get to those laws because we didn't get on adults yet at this time. So I'm saying that to say, learn how to reinforce um, and discipline your children. So like I said, some examples of non-reinforcement because this world... Children of Israel is telling you not to discipline your children. And you already know your sons and daughters are already public enemy number one. So you not disciplining them, you are on the devil's side. You got to learn to discipline them and instill the word of the most high in them. That's a law from the most high. And I already told you, we in the laws. So um when you don't, like I said, instill, um install and in you when you don't reinforce behavior and install um discipline in them, all kinds of stuff happen, especially on all systematic levels. You could be shunned, you could be um killed, put in jail. You already know what they do to the children of Israel. Um and it's been getting out of here for a really long time. Stop following other people and follow what the most high says. Let the most high be the one that guides you. Nobody else. Remember, the devil is the God of this world. So if you're going to follow the devil, then you're going to get what you get. He's already wearing out the saints. So if you're not in the most high's will, you don't have a snowball chance in hell of uh, getting past any of the devil's wires. Okay? Okay. And this is going on for so long, and it's gotten out of hand, okay, by the privileged individuals in societies that people are watching, that have set rules and regulations that have been here for hundreds of years. So um, while the children of Israel have, and their progeny have been in the land of their captivity for hundreds of years, literally, they are following behind heathen practices that do not pertain to them. So much so that it's a commonplace in various societies from the children of Israel, okay? In socioeconomic um, levels, they follow the, the heathen. And it appears to be a natural thing, just as natural as breathing. However, there is a spiritual time limit on all of this children of Israel, and it is written in prophetic books. And this prophecy will be carried out Um, just as sure as the wicked carried out their nefarious deeds, meaning stop following behind the laws of the children of uh, darkness. Follow the Most High's laws, statutes, precepts, and commands, okay? The wrongs of the wicked societies will be corrected, and the children who are listening to the Most High, his children will have their day of redemption. I say that to say, rear a child up in the way that he should go. And when he gets older, he won't deviate from it. That's a scripture. Just if you love your children, have discipline in them. Okay. It doesn't mean corporal punishment. Talk to them, have conversations with them, do what you need to do. Because when your child, when you're raising your child, when you have your child and you're raising your child and you understand that child's character you'll know how to discipline them. sometimes eat just talking to him like I said my child I have a conversation to him, with him um we can go to school now I'm going to bring some toys I'm going to bring you a snack because I used to go to night school I'm going to bring you a snack and you're going to sit here And um, I'm going to watch you from the other class because we used to have adjoining classes and I could watch him and see what he's doing. He's sitting there um, in the classroom. He has all his toys. He has all of that. He has a little snack and all of that. And if he needed to go to the bathroom or whatever, he could always come in because I had that kind of relationship with the professors that they was um, allowing me to do that because they knew that my child was um, disciplined and he had... um, self-control and that's something that is not typical usually we have children they be all over the class they'd be talkative they'd be disruptive no mine wasn't and I was really um I felt very blessed and grateful Mm -hmm. and we used to have conversations and I'll tell him you you're going to sit here. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. If you need me, if you need anything, then come in. And we have conversations with the professor. The professor loved my child. If there's something, and I'm telling you, we was in a class full of people. If there's something that he needed or whatever, it was a joy to have him there. It was a joy at two and three. It was a joy. Because I was told it was a joy. And I was allowed to do it. So that's how I'm telling you. And I'm not saying every child is like that but the point is raise your child appropriately children of israel do not let um mothers give birth to monsters okay and and your child getting out of hand says something about you okay so that's one thing i wanted to say like i said it's not in any particular order and i have a few things i want to say um number two is this is i'm off another um I'm on a totally another subject. Now, I'm going to be all over the place, different subjects. I already told you um, in time passing, I was picking up things and I wanted to bring things um, to mind of, um, in regards to food for thought. This one thing is um, people out there, children of Israel who live in the United States, and even though I don't know what happens outside the United States, but I'm talking to the people in the United States. Guard your social security numbers. Everybody. Largest social security numbers. There have been so many breaches from the last, I want to say five years, even prior to that, they were, mm, they were happening, but not so quickly and so um, fervently. Okay. Every time you turn around, somebody's um, <laughs> information has been breached. Since I moved to this new place and it's been almost six years, I believe, almost six years. There have been so many breaches in regards to personal information being breached, social security numbers, addresses, personal um, everything from hospitals, banks, even the credit bureaus have been breached. Your social security number is vulnerable and there are things to do and ways to be proactive in um, protecting it. Okay. I'm not gonna go into it uh, with that. But if you if you don't um if you don't know or if you need help doing that, I suggest you look it up online. And if you really want information on how to protect your social security number, you can send me an email and I'll tell you how. Okay? Cause I'm gonna tell you this. Nobody could touch my social security number. Okay. Nobody. Nobody. Cause there's a double alert, honey, on mine. I can't even touch it without uh, special accommodations. That's how locked down it is. So I'm saying that to say, people, please be proactive. Okay? Because being proactive is so much more uh, safer and much more, um, you'll be more at peace than being reactive. I assure you, if you have to be reactive, after somebody got your information, it's going to really be hard. There's nothing worse than trying to prove who you are after there's been a breach and they stole your information. Seriously, even Yahoo has been uh, breached. Even Yahoo has been breached. Now, I don't know if Google has been breached, but Yahoo has. And I do have Yahoo. I also have Google, but i rather use the Yahoo than Google. I have my own reasons, Um, but uh, going through the um, motions of the clear section suit and whatever else with Yahoo, I don't put personal information on there. I don't put personal stuff on there. I knew not to do that because I'm old school. Number one, I ain't putting personal stuff on there. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not like I never had a slip. I did have a slip, but it wasn't Yahoo that did it. It was the people that I sent the stuff to. So, um, I just say that to say, just guard your social security number, guard your personal information, all of that. Don't fax it out. Don't email it out. Don't send it in a text. None of that. What you can do if you know who the, pe- uh, the people are on the other end, if you're having a conversation, then have it say verbally to whoever it is. Um, and then just be careful and, and watch your credit card. Um, many of these, um, companies um, in regards to your credit card or your personal information with your uh, yeah credit card or credit social security number um you can totally have it secured okay but I'm gonna tell you this in the time that we're living in and there's so many um breaches like this and I mean uh, constantly um, one can never be too careful. So you really have to lock it down in more than one way. And there is, uh, there are ways of doing it. Locking your social security na- down in more than one way. Mm-hmm. And that's with the IRS and that's with um, social security administration, et cetera. Um, and in regards to your credit card, get a company that is very secure. Don't use your um your debit card online. And always use your debit card as a credit card. This way, if something happens in order for you to prove it, just let them know, I never use my um, debit card as a debit card. I always use it as a, as a credit card. So, um, you know, that's that's in, ter- um, in um, regard to... Um, Breaches of personal information. I could go deep into this. This could just be a situation itself because there's many people that don't live in the United States that's probably is coming here now. But back in the days when people would come here, they would steal the Social Security card and use it. And it would be hard for the person whose actual card it is to um get their identity back. But I'm gonna tell you this in regard to Social Security. Now you can contribute to Social Security. And they don't have a problem. Say like somebody stole your social security card, and they working under your name and your social security number. Now they may have put into social security, but they sure won't be able to get out of get it. Um, get the money out of it. <laughs> so that's one thing you can be um confident in knowing. However, if it's your social security and you was given it by birth and you had to prove it, hopefully you would have made a um a history with it but if you didn't you're so there's ways for you to um to fix it but it's going to take some time i was gonna start saying it but i don't need to go over it um it never happened to me y'all bless praise y'all um something to that effect happened, but it was credit card, it wasn't social security. But I'm just telling you, because there's a lot of that going on, as um, more and more um, breaches um, on computers and, and cyber crimes happen. Um... Hold on. You have to be more and more alert and on guard. So that's that. Uh, oh, I will say this too. Uh, there's a way you can always call if your social security number has been um, stolen, you can call social security and they'll work with you. They actually do work with you. Um, even with the IRS, if a company stole it, if somebody else stole it, if somebody stole your number and they um using it on somebody's kid or whatever, you could totally call IRS and they will shut that down. That's a federal crime. Federal crime. And they don't play them kind of games. Honey, that's the feds you mess messing with. Okay, so that's that. Um, another thing I want to say, and this is just like I said, for for thought. There's a lot of people who um, are confident in the things that they know and, and nobody's going to tell them different, especially the children of Israel. And I'm focusing on the children of Israel always. But if the second flock is listening, then the second flock too. But I'm always on the children of Israel because I am a child of Israel. What I want to say is never be the smartest person in the room, okay? We could all learn from somebody else. A baby can teach you something. A cat, a dog, an ant, anything could teach you something. Never be the smartest person in the room, okay? Uh, but if you feel um you are the smartest person in the room, then there's a problem, okay? What do you do with someone who already knows it all who already knows everything you can't do nothing with them what I mean by that is humble yourself humble yourself enough to know that you can always learn something from somebody else remember that wicked prophet learned something from the ass understand that okay when the most high loosened the ass's mouth never be the never believe yourself to be the smartest person in the room Always be humble enough to know that you can always learn something from somebody or something. Seriously. Every day. Every day the expectation is for you to learn something from anything, anywhere, anybody. Okay? um, Yeah. Don't be so arrogant, so puffed up, so um, self-assured that you know everything. All right, Um, moving on. I wanna talk about trust. Um, We all feel like we have people in our lives that we could trust, but you have to understand this. If you have unrealistic expectations about trust, you're gonna always be disappointed. You're gonna always be disappointed if you have these unrealistic expectations because you feel like, oh, I could trust this person. And nothing's going to happen. I could say anything to them and nothing's going to happen. But then when it happens, you are disappointed. So this is what I want to say in regards to that. Always be on guard and trust has to be earned. Okay? But to some people, it's expected. And I'm going to give you an example in a minute. And that's not realistic. Do not mistake kindness for trust or... Manipulation for trust. Okay? Yeshua didn't even trust the apostles with himself. And he told the apostles too. And here go the apostles. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to stand by you. Oh, no, honey. I'm going to stand by you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then when Yahshua um, was taken, what did they do? They scattered. Yeshua already knew that they was gonna do this. And he told them, he brought it to their attention and they was like, no, 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 standing 10 toes deep, talk about no. And then as soon as he was taken by the heathens, what they do, run for the hills. I say that to say, trust has to be earned, okay? And even those people that have to trust somebody or feel like they have to, they have to discern. Now here's the um here's the example. Now, I'm not one to always trust somebody, but sometimes you have to let go and trust the situation. You don't have to trust the person, but trust the situation this is This is my example. Me and my husband went to go look for a bed. okay? Um this must have been like my third bed while I'm here, my third bed because I have back problems, and I need a special type of bed, and i haven't had I haven't found that bed yet. I did just order a bed to be made special. So it's actually being made. But anyway, prior to that, I went to a company that prides themselves on having the best bed ever. Oh no, this bed uh, has specialized things going on. One side could be this, one side could be that. It's the number bed is this, is that. I'm not gonna say the name of the company, but all this bed is wonderful, great. So- um, in the midst of me finding a bed, which I haven't found yet, I said to my husband, "Let's go find this bed." My husband knows that I was having issues. I mean, even in physical therapy, that's how bad the issues, um, have become. But they're working. Um, uh, they're being worked out. Praise y'all. Hallelujah. So, I went to this. Uh, I went to the company or the business, and we tried the bed out. We slept in the bed. We did all of this stuff. Now. I have a lot of allergies and I think I communicated that before and I'm working them out. Praise y'all. Only. Uh, by natural remedies and stuff. And I've tried a lot. I'm working on one now in regards to my breathing. Um, I have had a history of um, not being able to talk, being hoarse and having my tonsils taken out and all this other stuff, which I probably shouldn't have done. But anyway, I, one of the questions to the man who was selling the bed and they work for for commission was is there any um anything that is emitted from this bed like any um negative fumes pcbs anything um, that this bed will give off and a quick no was given now i am not foolish enough to think that there's not smells coming from the bed inside of any bed. Well, I'll say of a majority of beds, because there's some that's natural materials. So this bed was claiming that it was natural. It claimed that it had all this specialized stuff and this and that. It has air things in the middle. And I mean, so many bells and whistles that you would swear up and down, you're sleeping on a cloud, which I beg to differ. Um, okay. You know, I'm laying on the bed. It feels good. You know, I could push up the number up, down, side to side. My husband was fine, everything. I told my husband, I don't think that this bed is worth the money. That's what I was saying to him. Simply because I don't believe what's being said. Now I want to inspect the bed. I want to go in the bed. I want to look in the bed. I want to zip down the bed. I want to see what kind of materials it is in the bed. Can I do that? No, I can't do any of that. But I assure you, this bed is wonderful. It's great. you know, You could go and um, order this bed and after a certain time, try it for five nights, ten nights, whatever it is. If you don't like it, you can always get your money back, this, that, the other. So I said, okay, well, it's um it's worth the try, because, like I said, I'm looking for a bed, but I'm not looking to be sick or dead, okay? Sure enough, when we got that bed because it was all this insurance assurance oh the bed is good the bed is this the bed and is... I laid on the bed it was fine but I'm in a I'm in a business the bed's uh business and it's out in the open I don't know how long that bed been laying there or whatever it is I'm the type of person I could smell everything that's not good that's not a good thing <laughs> it's not a good thing <laughs> okay so uh, it's from the sensitivity of the allergies. That's what it is. Even though my nose, sometimes is stuffed up. I can still smell it. Whatever I'm allergic to, I can smell it. and it goes straight to my head and makes me sick. Literally. I will be sick. So I'm laying in the bed. I'm going, okay. My husband was like, I'm going to ba- buy the bed. I'm going to buy it for you. I know you can't, um, you know, sleep and this and that. And my husband being so sweet as he is paid an enormous pr- price for this bed. Come to find out when the bed was delivered, the first day the bed was there, I was dizzy and nauseous. That bed sat in my house for two months. I had not only viral infections, continued viral infections from this bed that I never laid on by the way, never. I never laid on the bed. Not only was I dizzy, I also developed vertigo so bad that I had to get physical therapy for the vertigo. And literally I'm still getting the physical therapy. I say that to say the bed been in my house for two months. It just got out of my bed. Like when when I was being treated for the infections, I was treated on more than one occasion. I still gotta go to the doctor today because the bed was just taken out of my house. Just taken out. And without giving you the whole extent of what happened, from the trial period and all that, I could have had it taken out a while ago, but I wanted to like this bed. I wanted to like this bed, and I couldn't because it was literally trying to kill me. The bed. And praise you, hallelujah. Um, I'm not suffering like I was before, and I got a doctor's appointment to um deal with this situation again because this bed was taken out of my house and just the bed being moved was making me sick. Just the bed being moved. I say that to say, trust has to be earned. Some people tell you, no, 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 just to sell you something. The average person is a liar. Just because they got a smile on their face does not mean that they are telling the truth and that you could trust them. And I'm saying that to say now um, I knew better because I know every bed gives off some type of smell or some type of gas. That's not good. The average person may not smell it. And the average person may not get sick or know that these fumes are toxic. And what they tell you, and I'm going to tell you exactly what they told me, well, what you should do, this is what we usually tell people when I called them and and, it, and it, I was very angry when I called them and I said, this bed is giving off toxic fumes. And I told them that I got sick, literally. And I told them this bed being in my house is making me sick. And it's really making me sick. And what the, she didn't understand exactly to what degree that I was sick. And she was like, well, usually we tell people to put a drier sheet on the bed and just open up the uh, open up the window. So and this is what I'm telling you. And this this I'm talking to people who don't have that kind of situation that I have. So for you to tell me. That, OK, there's toxic fumes coming out, but then add more toxic fumes. Smells like dryer sheets, all this stuff makes me sick. I can't be around stuff like that. So I already know that there was ignorance there, not for stupidity or senselessness, but not knowing how dire the situation was. I had to educate her on how dire the situation was concerning me. And when she found that out, she said, we're going to quickly get this bag out. We're going to get this bed out. When I told her to what degree it was making me sick. See, some people don't have these type of issues and what they do, they will do exactly what she said. Okay, well, I'm going to go get that dryer sheet and I'm going to put it here to mask the the fumes, the toxic fumes, and I'm going to open up the window. That's how it was. It got to the point that while the bed was in my house, my husband didn't smell the bed anymore. He smelt it when the first couple of weeks when it was there, and then he didn't smell it no more. Every time I walked in that room, I smelt it. Every time I walked in the room, I smelt the bed. And to the average person who didn't smell anything, everything was fine. I was, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to throw out how dying it was, because I was going to say something, but I'm not going to mark myself, but I was sick. I would just say that. And I am not one, excuse me, I am not one. I'm drinking, you know, these lights are hot. I am not one to just believe what people say because I know how to discern. But what I was doing was looking at my own um, desperation of wanting a bed. (laughs) That's what it was. Because there's no way in the world that anybody could order a bed, not unless it's made with regular materials, You got to understand too, even human beings have a smell, even though it's a natural odor, even human beings have a smell. So can you imagine um, synthetic materials being compacted in one area in a um, whatever size the bed may be with all these toxic fumes to put everything together to compact it? If it's not a natural material, even natural materials have a smell. And you're natural. You're a carbon-based uh, being. You have a smell. And trust me, people can smell you. Okay? And I'm not even going to get into that. Children of Israel can smell other people. And other people can smell children of Israel. I'm not talking about a no-wash smell. Even if you wash yourself, your um, your carbon-based individual self has a smell. And I'm not going to go into that, but I'm just saying that to say it would be foolhardy for somebody to just come up and tell me, Eve, me, who knows better. Not only do I have common sense, I have spiritual discernment for you to come up to me and tell me that certain things don't have smell or uh, this bed wouldn't have a smell. I know and understand, overstand that everything has a smell, especially beds. I'm old enough to know and laid in a bunch of beds to know that there's smells in beds. OK, as I develop this sensitivity. I could smell what the average person cannot smell, and that's just the way it is for you to be uh some, pe- some people will be desperate and they will lie to themselves and just be liars to say that this doesn't exist. And that's what that salesperson was. Not only was he desperate for a sale because the bed was very expensive and he would have had a really nice um, uh a sale and money from the bed. Um, He just lied just to sell a bed. And I want to say this too. There was a list of the worst liars in the USA. And I'm going to tell you two of the things that was on the list, a lawyer and a salesperson. So I already know that salespeople lie simply because their livelihood depends on it. So if they could sell you snow in the wintertime, they would. If they could sell you anything, they would. So I I fully understand that salespeople are liars. They have to be in order to live. But like I said, I was looking at my own self and the desire and the desperation to get a bed <laughs> so that my uh, I could have a decent night's sleep. I understood that there would be some risks, and that's why I allowed my husband to buy the bed. But to my chagrin, (laughs) I did not know that I would become sick with the bed. I had no idea. I knew there would be a smell. But I was willing to lay on the bed to find out whether the bed was good for my spine. And like I said, much to my chagrin, um, I got sick and that bed couldn't come out of my house faster, no faster, okay? So I wanted to like the bed, I just couldn't. My health would not allow me to. So uh, needless to say, the bed went bad and now I'm getting a specially made bed with natural materials, natural, all natural, um, wool, um, cotton, a um, natural latex, I'm not allergic to Lace So all these natural materials um, and it's being specially made for me so that I can sleep. (laughs) And I'm very happy. And this bed, um, even though it's specially made for me, it also has a guarantee. So I have a 100% guarantee whether I want this bed or not. And that's great. And the other bed had a guarantee too, but there was clauses, which is fine. But this bed has a 100% gallery and I'm comfortable with that. So I'm waiting for my bed to come in and I'm sleeping in my guest room in a bed that is um, also a good, decent bed. But again, it's my guest room bed. (laughs) So I just say that to say, um, do not mistake um, kindness or even um, somebody being nice to you as them being truthful to you because that doesn't happen. The devil smiles in your face. Be, uh, will become your friend. He will befriend you, and he will stab you in the back and kill you. Remember, the devil is wearing out the saints with a smile on his face. Every day that the children of Israel get up and have to deal with the devils, they smiling. And remember, the devil used to be an angel, okay? So he will turn into that vision of an angel just to bamboozle you and lie to you. So I just say that to say, trust me, we all get got. (laughs) Okay, now we'll move on to the next subject. Um, Some more food for thought, people. Be on your guard at all times. Don't um, never, ever, ever be off guard. Don't be caught off guard because the devil is never... um, caught off guard he knows he has a job to do and he doesn't sleep slumber take coffee breaks go on vacation sit down because his feet hurt oh he got a headache he need a pill no okay he's always doing stuff and this is why I say you got to know who you are and who you belong to because you even though you in a physical body you are a consciousness you got just as much stamina as that devil if you are vigilant understand that Remember Job. I read the Testament of Job. Remember, you just got to be patient. Use the fruits of the spirit that the Most High gave you. Okay, now I'm we'll gonna move on. I'm gonna say we are living in some critical times. That's the segue. We living in some critical times, and for some, they're critical and desperate times. So we need to be smart. We need to be focused. We need to be vigilant. Okay. Um. Uh, We need to be as cunning as serpents and as harmless as doves. Just like Yeshua said, we have to, because there's some, these are some desperate times, okay? And they call for desperate measures. And you don't want to be caught off guard in any situation. Sometimes when we are um, able to discern, and I just want to say what discernment feels like to me. Foreknowledge, that's what it feels like. For anybody who knows what foreknowledge is, and I'm not going to get into it, Most high has foreknowledge. He did everything before the foundation of the world, but it's kind of like for the lay person, uh, ESP. Extrasensory perception. It's like something's going to happen. You don't know what it is. You don't know when it is, but you just you know something's going to happen. Your intuition is tingling. Okay? I said spidey sense, which I was joking, but that's what happens. Sometimes when you walk out your your house, and I know this happens to me sometimes, I feel like something's going to happen. My intuition is going crazy. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Sometimes I'm feeling weird. Something is happening and something, it moves me to the point that I am very uncomfortable and I am extremely uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to fix it. And sometimes... Um, sometimes when something happens and it may involve me or it may not involve me, it might involve somebody else or it might involve a larger system. And that's uh, when it just makes me feel uncomfortable. It could happen a week before, it could happen a month before, it could happen a year before, it could happen the day of. And that's how my discernment feels. Um, And I'm gonna give you an example. When um, 9-11 happened, And I I only mentioned this one time to somebody because I didn't feel like, um, I don't know. I just felt strange before that happened. I dreamed about it. I had three dreams. It was the same exact dream over and over. And it was such a violent and volatile dream. And it scared me the first time I had it. And I'm not going to tell you what it was because that's how bad it was. And remember, I live in New York. Okay. I know people who literally died when they was down there. I know people who ran from the scene when they was down there. They worked there in the area and saw the plane go into the building. They saw it, um, came down because they worked um on an a joint not an adjoining building but like um maybe a, a corner or two away from it but they could see it they could see everything that happened i know people who saw it i know people who survived it i know people who died in it uh people i was going to school with people i'm related to people i know personally and um intimately when they locked down the city and doing all that but i'm saying I had the dream and it was three times the same dream. It was terrible. Two years before, two years before 9-11, two years before it, I had this dream and it bothered me so bad that I didn't forget the dream. And I had to ask the most high, what is this? What is this? It was literally raining people. And that's how bad it was. It was like a revelation that's how it was. And it was so um, vivid. And I could tell you exactly what the dream was to this day. I could tell you exactly what it, uh, the dream consisted of. I'm saying that to say we are living in some critical times and you need to rely on your intuition. The most high gave you a spiritual sense, children, of Israel. Actually, he gave everybody a spiritual sense. But once you start moving towards the most high and elevating, you will get these senses. You will get that intuition. You will get that discernment. You're going to get it and you got to learn to, um, trust it and listen to it. It's in you. Okay. You got to learn to trust it and listen, um, listen to it. And that's exactly what was going on at that time. I was still in the will of the most high. Um, and I kept having these dreams and it wasn't boom, boom, boom like that. It was the first time I just didn't even pay attention to the dream because I I jumped up and I was like, what was that? That was terrible. And I couldn't get back to sleep. I could not get back to sleep. And then the second time, mm, it wasn't the same night. It wasn't none of that. I just couldn't, I couldn't comprehend what that dream was. And then later on, I don't know, a week, a month, I don't know, throughout that year, I would have that dream again. And with the second time when I had that dream, I was like, well, did, did I eat something that didn't agree me, with me? What was I thinking or seeing before I went to bed? You know, because sometimes that could bring it on. If you ate before you went to bed or maybe you saw a movie that um, that is still in your mind that shouldn't be in your memories museum. I was praying to ask the most high what it was. Help me to understand what it is. Help me to understand what it is. I had to dream three times. Like I said, the first time I was scared, I asked the most high what it was. I had to dream again. The same as that dream. I didn't know what it was, but I know it was terrible. And then I started feeling something's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. I had no idea that was going to happen. And that shook me. I say that to say, We're living in critical times. We are living in um, some desperate times, okay? We don't know what's gonna happen from one minute to the next, but the Most High already left us some information that we could rely on and know that certain things is gonna happen. Just don't be surprised when it does happen. Well, um, you could be shocked, but just don't be surprised. So, um, that's what I'm saying. Um, learn to, uh, develop your intuition, your spiritual discernment, learn to develop it. Okay. And, and in order for you to do that, you got to walk in the will of the most high meditate, um, be in his will, um, uh, pray, learn the scriptures, understand day and night and walk in his will. Because if you don't, you're going to get left behind when it comes down to all this stuff. You're going to be the one who's shocked. You're going to be the one whose heart's going to stop. And that's what it says in the scriptures. And it, I don't mean literally stop. It's going to be so surprised. Think about what happened in 2019 and 2020. People were so shocked and they couldn't conceive that this was happening, that they was uh, committing a suicide. They was exhausted to the point that they didn't want to live. That's what I mean. Get to the point that nothing's going to surprise you. It might shock you that it happened here or it happened there or it happened and it unfurled the way that you wouldn't have imagined it. But don't let it surprise you. Okay. Don't let it surprise you. That's what I mean. And the most high is when you in his will and you learn to walk in his will by doing the things that you need to do, you're going to get all these blessings and it's going to prepare you for what's coming. Because there's things coming. Oh, yes, it's coming. And it's gonna surprise people to the point that they may not want to live here anymore. And I mean live on earth. So that's that's what I mean about that. Now moving to the next subject. Oh, that is actually a segue to what I just said. Get in the habit of praying anytime, all the time, every time. Because prayer works and it evokes. Spiritual things to happen. I'm gonna say it again. Get into the habit of praying. I just told you about this critical times, these uncertain times. I already told you, okay? So um, make sure that you in the will of the Most High. Choose the Most High. That's why he can be saying he keeps saying throughout the Old and the New Testament, "Children of Israel and Second Fly, choose me. Here I am. Choose me." Choose me, come and get me, meditate on my word while you can find me, because it's going to be a time that you're not going to be able to. And if you already doing your due diligence to search for the Most High, to have his word hidden in your heart, you're going to have all the fruits that you need when they take all this away, because it's going to be a time that it is going to. Times are really desperate and uncertain. So like I said, get into the habit of praying, every time, anytime, all the time, because prayer works and it evokes spiritual things to happen. It is. You can speak things into existence. You can. Okay. This is true. Okay. This is real. Okay. You walk in the will of the most high. He's going to give you everything. He said he is. He said, if your wicked parents will give you the desires of your heart, why wouldn't I? You're going to stop playing with the Most High, honey, and he can make all things happen. You can do all things with the Most High who gives you the strength, the power, the authority, all of that. You already know, especially people go to the New Testament, they start reading. Yahshua said he gave you the power the authority to trample over serpents and nothing's going to touch you and all that. Well, he said that in the Old Testament too. He told the children, you start listening to me, you're going to get everything your heart desires as uh, long as you is in my will. That's what he said. So like I said, make it a habit of praying. When you go to bed, pray. When you in your sleep mode, pray. Because your spiritual man is open. Before you get out of that bed in the morning, pray. Going downstairs or going, if you live in a ranch house, walk into your kitchen before you eat, pray. Pray all the time. Talk to the Most High like he's your best friend because he's your best ally. Understand that? No. Okay. Um, I'm moving on. Well, it's actually a segue um twenty twenty four seems to be the year nobody is um playing with anybody. People's real serious, honey, like I said, it's critical times. enough is enough. People are fed up, okay? If they've been bound they they' speaking out if they've been silenced, they're speaking out, okay um uh, they're not playing no more. There's no more um. Be quiet and sit over to the side and 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 stagnate. No, no more censorship. Even though people are trying to censor you, uh, the average person don't want to be censored no more. No more secrets. It's time to tell. Tell it out. Okay. Shame the devil. Tell that secret. All right. People are tired of being abused. All kinds of abuse. They don't want to be abused no more. Okay. I say free yourself, speak out. Unleash the patterns of abuse and be free. All kinds of abuse. Do not hold that. The devil wants you to hold stuff and 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 be silent and 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 keep secrets. No. No more. No more. You got something to say? You got a secret that uh, somebody tried to tell you. Oh, if you if you tell, you're gonna be um embarrassed or something's gonna happen to you. Tell a secret anyway. Because it ain't doing nothing but eating you up. Free your mind, free your body, free your spirit. Tell it. And don't be ashamed. Because whoever is saying that um, you're a victim or whatever it is, no, you're not. You're a survivor and you're a victor. Okay? You are more than a conqueror. And I'm saying this because somebody, the most High is putting that on my heart for somebody, honey. You are more than a conqueror. You get one life. Stop. Walking around keeping secrets that are terrible and horrible, especially if it concerns abuse with you. You better tell it all, honey. Tell it and make that person go to jail. Okay. Unleash the power of abuse and be free. No more suffering in silence. None. Be free of all these things. You didn't cause those things. Okay. Whoever it is did it, and the Most High is going to get them. Remember, the Most High sees everything. Okay, especially when it involves abuse of any kind. Shut that down. Okay, shut it down. All right. Um, right. I'm moving on. And children of Israel, learn to work on your listening and obeying skills. We got a problem with that. We've had a problem since biblical days. Learn to work on your listening skills. Remember, I didn't say hearing. I say listening and obeying skills. Adhering. That's what adhering is. Listening and acting. That's adhering. Okay? This is what the Most High says. And I'm going to throw a scripture out there. 1 Samuel 15 and 22. To obey is better than sacrifice. Okay, to hearken. And to hearken, excuse me. And to hearken, um, then the fat of rams. The most high is telling you to listen and obey. That's what he's saying. Listen and obey. What are we supposed to listen and obey to? You ask. The laws. Listen and obey. If you're listening to the laws, you on the right path. Cause the Lord say everything, love your fellow man, respect them, love one another, cherish your, um, your elders and respect them. Uh, love your wife, wives, love your husband. I mean, it's all there. The whole book to live in a just life. You just have to listen and obey. So children, of Israel, please stop being stiff necked. You've been stiff necked since day one. This is the why we in the situation we're in. This is why all the whole Yasharel is scattered. And half of them believe that they're Hamites. This is how confusing everybody is. Everybody's in confusion. Cause they don't listen and they don't obey. Half of them, the ten and a half and a half tribes is in Africa acting like the Hamites. And the other one and a half tribes with the scripture says, cause it's Yamin and Yahuda, the one and a half tribes, half of them, scattered and they don't know who they are they just believe they black that's it so where do the land of the blacks come from there ain't no land of the blacks (laughs) this is them believing what everybody's saying what the heathens say this way i go back to trust you cannot trust people we regurgitate everything the devil says children of israel if they say you black then you black child Learn to know who you are and who you belong to. That's all I got to say about that. I'm not going to keep doing that. I beat that dead horse. Honey, I beat it. There's no more horse, honey. You could just put the little, uh, the chalk circle around where the horse used to be, but it ain't there no more. And I just keep hitting that spot. I can't. I'm going to move forward. Okay? Listen and obey. I'm going to keep saying, listen and obey. Now I'm going to move forward. The older we get, the more we think about our mortality. This is for the older individuals and for anybody anyway, because we're not promised tomorrow. I already told you the Most High gives us a present. It's a gift. That's why I say pray every day, honey. Everything is relevant. But for our older brothers and sisters, the older we get, the more we think about our mortality. And our friendship circles become smaller simply because people die. They move away. They, you don't contact them. Whatever the case, excuse me, whatever the case is, your circle is getting smaller. We reflect as older people on the things that we've done and what we've yet to do. This is just actually a science. This is what happens in um, different age groups. The more you age, you know, the more um, this happens to us as human beings. But there's a spiritual aspect, actually a spiritual first and then scientific, because, you know, there's a lot of people who are in science that don't believe science and spirituality go together, which it does. Spirituality and science go together like the soul and the spirit. For those people who can understand and discern what I'm saying, you understand that. But for those people who don't know any better, they're going to disagree and they're going to do it out of ignorance. So anyway, like I said, as we get older, we reflect on the things that we've done and what we have yet to do. It's hard losing loved ones and this is what we're doing today. But know that you are not alone. Although it may seem that way. Remember you were chosen by the most high to be here for a moment in time. Okay? And by the L Elyon the father of spirits, the father of lights, the um, consuming fire, fire, he blessed you to be here. And then just like that, the puff of smoke and blade of grass, you go back to your essence. And I know for some people, it sounds hard. It sounds difficult, it's scary, but guess what? This is why you have to know who you are and who you belong to. Because if you know who you are, exactly you are the conscious the energy the father of energies allowed you to be here for a certain amount of time in the time space continuum he blessed you to be here to sing dance love have children have a life do what you need to do and then when it's time for you to go you go now he what he didn't always mean it to be that way but since it is that way thank you adam He's giving you that time to do everything you need to do, according to Solomon. Solomon said that the Most High blessed us to be here for a certain amount of time. Make the most of that time. He ain't saying it like the way I am, but it is in one of the books. Make the most of that time because it's the only time you get. We already understand that Adam gave his power away because death was not supposed to be here. Death is a spirit that came into being when Adam gave his power away. And since death is here and death does his job to the letter, Sing like you never sang. Dance like you never danced. Love like you never loved. Choose to be happy. Okay? Um, Be creative. Nurture your creativity. Nurture your children. Love them. Support them. Give them all the tools to be able to get out there in the world and be the best that they could be. That's what you have. Understand that you are essence from the father of lights. To be happy with what you have, be secure in who you are and moving forward. And when it's time for you to go, you tell the most high. I'm glad that I was here for the little bit of time that I was here. Because remember, a day is like a thousand years, a thousand years a day. If you didn't live a thousand years, you did not live a day according to the Most High. I do not already said this. Adam lived uh, uh, 70 years short of a thousand years, which would have been a day to the Most High. I already do, I already said what I said. This is spiritual things. I know a lot of people are not going to be able to understand what I'm saying because they can't uh, comprehend spiritual mysteries and understanding. But I'm telling you, the Most High says this himself to a lot of the prophets. And because Adam did what he did, and we already know Eve did it, but if Adam would have rebelled and said, no, I'm not going to do it, we would, it would have been a different story. Adam was here first. He was the elder of the two. Had he told Eve, and he wasn't even near Eve when Eve did what she did, had he been there, none of this would have happened. Had he told Eve, no, I ain't, I'm aint partaking in knowledge, in the fruit of knowledge. I'm going to believe what the Most High say. I'm going to be in the will of the Most High. We wouldn't be in this sort of situation. But because we are in this situation, we have to um, deal with the cause that we've been um, dealt. Uh, Unfortunately, we have to deal with what our forefathers did, and everybody's going to have to uh, deal with what their forefathers did, and they're going to have to suffer the consequences of their forefathers, just like we are with Adam. And just like all those heathens who put the children of Israel in bondage and did all these things to the children of Israel, they're going to have to suffer too. Whether they want to hear it, whether they want to talk about it, whether they want to think about it, they still going to have to deal with it. Because that's a law, a statute and a precept to the most high. Uh Uh-huh. That's what it is. So I'm saying that to say. If you can hear this in the sound of my voice and you think you're young enough that nothing's going to happen to you, go hug your loved one. Go talk more, share more, love more, hug more, be in the moment more, okay? Have all of those memories so that if when if and when that person goes and they're not there no more, you will have all those memories in your memories museum to last you for a lifetime understand that because we don't have no control over death, none. And unfortunately, Adam brought that in when he gave his power away. We don't have no control over it. So dance like you never danced before. Love like you never loved before. Live like you never lived before. Okay? Be careful. But do it. And then when the Most High calls you back, Sends death to come and get you. You're going to go back where you came from. Okay. Be blessed that you was here. Now we'll move forward. And this is another segue into what I just said. All souls are the most high, and the soul that sins will die. That's the law of the most high. It's of scripture. He said all souls are his. So what does that mean? You ask. It means that the things that you did and your forefathers did, you're going to reap. Okay, whatever they sow, you're gonna reap. Okay? The chickens are gonna come back to roost to all those people that was wicked towards the uh towards the children. That's what it is. If you sinned out of the will of the most high, all souls is gonna die. All those souls that's gonna sin is gonna die. Now I'm gonna move on. Um, this is something slightly different, but it's all relevant. Uh, There's a lot of people that want people to believe in them. They want people to trust in them. They want people to, I already told you, trust is not um, something that you should uh, just give away. (laughs) Trust trust has to be earned. So people um, disclose their innermost desires to people and they want them to stand with them and support them. A lot of times they don't, even your mother and father sometimes. You'll be blessed if your mother and father support the dreams that you have. And I'm going to say this, do not worry about people believing in your dreams or aspirations or goals, because more than likely the people you're talking to can't even conceive your success, let alone their own. More than likely, a lot of times when you are telling somebody, they either in the same situation you're in or worse, and they can't comprehend or conceive them being successful. So naturally, they're not going to conceive you're going to be successful. So a lot of times, even the people that you love and you trust and um, believe in, when you tell them what your aspiration is, they're not going to believe it because they can't conceive it. And it's going to be the worst because you trust them for support. So this is what I say to you, all those people that's in that position keep your dreams and aspirations to yourself until it comes to fruition. If you share your dreams and your aspirations with the Most High who put it in your soul, in your being, then he's going to cultivate it and it's going to be a tree that's going to give fruit to whatever and whoever you focus it uh, to uh, give. Ow. And the example is, if you if you want to be a rocket scientist and nobody in your house ever even went to high school and graduated, how can you tell them you want to be a, a rocket scientist and they don't believe that they, um, that you could be, and they never even finished school for anybody to be. So their thoughts and their feelings and um, are limited. There's a cap on what they feel and, and think. So do not expect them to, um move forward with the support. And, and I'm not saying it happens all the time, but it happens a majority of the time. And especially in the children of Israel, uh, and a majority of the time, uh, some people, uh, there's only one person that finished high school, or maybe there's two. Uh, and I'm talking about the children of Israel that lived here in the United States. I'm not talking about the ones who uh, migrated here there's children in Israel and a whole bunch of islands and they do what they need to do because the, um, culture is different. Okay. I'm talking about the children of Israel that was born here, that their parents, grandparents, great grandparents, and to the fourth and fifth power had to fight for everything. School was not in the cards simply because it wasn't, um, It wasn't a focus. It wasn't important. Okay? Uh, Surviving was important. Okay? Um, Being able to raise your children and them eat is important. Okay? It wasn't a priority for them to do that. And they still made it happen. That's what I'm saying to you. You don't have to go to school and... uh, to be successful, i discussed this before. However, the children of Israel, your forefathers, the priority was the four basic needs. That's what it was, okay? And then later on, everything else is a light, meaning everything else is a pleasure. Everything else is a, uh, it's not a necessity. It's something that you want. It's not something that you need food, clothing, shelter, companionship, which in the form of family, that's what it was. That's the four basic needs for everybody. But your forefathers, children in Israel, that's what their basic needs was. Forget about going to school. I got to feed my family. I need it now, not in two years, four years, six years, eight years. No, I need to do it now. So that's what your forefathers had to do. So naturally, they're not going to... um be able to conceptualize all the rest of the other stuff. And some people do, they want that for their children, but they know that needs uh, need to be met right now. So that's what they, um, that's the difference between the generations, okay? Um, I'm not saying all parents will not be able to comprehend your dreams some parents want a lot for you, but some parents ain't thinking about that. Understand that. And don't be surprised or dismayed or saddened when they don't share it with the Most High. Because nine times out of 10, if you, or I'll just say most likely, more than likely, if you have those kind of dreams, you're supposed to be that. That's why the Most High put it on your heart. And you need to cultivate it. If nobody ain't in your corner, you can cultivate it. You and the Most High. Because there's many a times that the first of somebody's family that was a judge, a lawyer, somebody who's a doctor, whatever it is, that rocket science, scientist, excuse me, is the first in their family. And they had that on their heart, put by the most high. And I'm sure there's somebody along the line that couldn't comprehend them being that, much less them working a shift. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm not trying to be a snob about it, but in the North, there's no shifts. I know in the South, there's shift, shift, shift. And, you know, uh, some of my family members live in the South. And when I used to go visit and stuff, when they said they work for a factory or a shift or whatever, uh, and they talked about shifts and stuff like that, that, that's not a thought in the average New Yorker's head, a shift. I, I can't answer for every New Yorker. I'm just going to answer for myself. That wasn't in my thoughts. A shift? What is a shift? Why would it have to be shifts like that? That's not what I want to do. I want to work smarter and not harder. And like I said, I'm not putting anybody down. This is how it is for the children of Israel. It is what it is. But some people don't think about shifts and all of that. They want to be that rock and scientist. And guess what? They're going to uh, prioritize their life in such a way that they're going to be that. And some people can't comprehend it. That's what I'm saying. To those who have that on their heart, that the Most High put it there, if you don't get that support, the Most High is always there. Talk to the Most High like he's your best friend because he is. He's your father, your mother, your best friend, your uncle, your auntie, your grandfather, your great-grandfather. He is the father. That's who you go to. Okay? Do not let somebody squeeze that out your being because they can't comprehend you. Get it? Got it? Good. Moving on. Children of Israel, children of Israel, children of Israel. I'm gonna say this to you because we've been, we've been exercising our travel muscle, children of Israel, more now than any other time. We've been exercising our travel muscles and honey, they are built up and flexing. But I'ma say this to you, children of Israel. I'ma say this to you, okay? And I want you to listen. Be careful when you travel, okay? Remember, do what you would do if you was home, okay? If there's certain neighborhoods you wouldn't travel by yourself, don't go by yourself in certain um, countries and certain continents. I am one who have traveled and um, praise the most high, I have traveled on many occasions alone. And I already told you, I'm a little bitty thing. And praise y'all, hallelujah. When they find out I travel by myself, they'd be like, what? Yes, I have traveled by myself since I was in my 20s. Many, many years. Many, many, many. I'll throw a couple of more minis on it years ago. <laughs> okay, don't get it twisted. I may be your auntie, but I look like your sister or your daughter, okay? Don't get it twisted. But I'm going. getting back to, I'm just being smart and, and clever, but I have to get back and say, Um, If you're careful in your own neighborhood, then uh, keep that in mind when you travel other places. If you wouldn't do something at home in the United States, don't do it when you go abroad, meaning go in certain places by yourself. I already discussed this, but in lieu of, because I do um, have my, um, I listen to various people. And I have heard what was going on in, um, in Africa, in the continent of Africa, in various countries, especially with our sisters, children of Israel, I'm talking to because a Hamite and a Shemite is two different people. They cousins, but they're not sisters and brothers. Understanding? No. Children of Israel, sisters and brothers, even though they cousins, they sisters and brothers through the cousins. Get it? Got it. Good. Okay. Children of Israel are Shemites. Hamites are Hamites. Melanin is melanin. Everybody was melanin in the beginning until the angels came down here and started another race. Now, when I say race, I mean species, okay? I already told you, your DNA tells who you are. There's people that's walking around here that look just like humans and on a cellular DNA level, they're not. I said what I said, okay? Not only is it spiritual, not only is it truth, it's scientific too, and everybody knows it. And I'm not gonna go into that, okay? Back to what I was saying. Children of Israel, especially if you female, and I need to do the lesson on males and females, I really do, and it's not what you think. It's gonna be supportive and it's gonna be loving and all that, because that's the way it is. But it's not gonna be without warnings and um, providing you information of truth. But getting back to what I was saying, um, female people, you I'm saying female people, but children of Israel, daughters of Zion. I know you want to have a better life. I know you do. I know there's things that's crazy here. I know it is. I'm a daughter of Zion too. You think I don't feel the heat from the heathen? We all do. We are in the land of our captivity. It is what it is. I understand things, um, situations are dire, We be scared when our children walk out the house. We be scared when our spouses walk out the house. We be all of that. That's in um, uh, actually Deuteronomy 28. You already know, blessings and curses. We scared here, we scared there because the heathens have been on our necks since day one. I already told you and you already know the devil is weighing out the saints. He been weighing out the saints. You the saints, children of Israel, daughters and sons of Zion. Back to what I was saying in regards to travel daughters of Zion, you can't go everywhere. I know you feel empowered. I know you feel powerful. I know you feel like nobody can hold you down, but honeys, you soft and pink at the end of the day. Just like um, Wendy Williams said, you soft and pink. You to be cherished, respected, and you're not cherished and respected when you venture out, especially by yourself. These different cultures don't respect women. They don't respect them. They don't revere them. And that's a lot of cultures, and it's a lot of heathenistic cultures. And remember, the Most High said, "Only the children of Israel is His. Everybody else is following devils." When I say everybody else, I mean the melanated people. That's not in your nation, too. Do not mix and get um, confused. A melanated person, just because you melanated, melanation means you was the first people here. That's what it means. This is why I got to break it down. Melanated people was here first. First, 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 first. Okay? When the fallen angels mixed with the melanated beings that was here, they made something else. That wasn't melanated. Understand what I'm saying. Now, I'm going to get back on the melanated people. There's a Shemite, a Hamite, and a Japhethite. Japheth was uh, uh, originally melanated. Then it started mixing with everybody else going into lands that they shouldn't go. Or they was given a North country when uh, the land was one big mass. They was given a North. Shemites was in the middle and Hamites was at in the South. Now I say that to say, and I ain't gonna go into a big old thing, but I will when I do my lesson. Being that the original people are melanated Okay. And the Shemites stayed melanated for the most part. When you are mixing with Hamites, you have to understand you're not the same. Most High said these people from Abraham have a contract, a blood covenant contract, a spiritual contract. Okay. That contract wasn't given to nobody else. It just so happens that Abraham was a Shemite. Even though in down the line somewhere, Shemites marry Hamites, everybody's not the same. I don't give a -A D-A-M what you say. For those people who can understand what I'm saying in regard to spiritual things, you know what I'm saying. But there's some people that just don't get it. They think that just because you have the same skin tone, skin color, or whatever, that you're the same and you're not the Most High told Noah himself to separate the lands and give uh, the three sons a certain amount of land so that they could reside there. When you move in a way, and just like families, just let me, entertain me here for a minute. Say like you got a sister or a brother. Say like it's you, your sister, and your brother. I don't care what it is, whether it's a sister, a brother, whoever it is. You got two other siblings, and it's three siblings in a family and y'all are rich, and one of y'all live in Hawaii, and the other one live in Asia, and the other one lives in, uh, hmm. let me see, South America. One live in North America, one live in South America, one live in uh, the Caribbean, wherever. When you raise, you grow up and you raise your own families, y'all gonna have different um cultures, you're gonna have different stuff, even though you are related the original three people that moved around the country or the world, y'all are still related, but y'all gonna have different cultures, different values, different, all kinds of stuff. Keep that in mind, children of Zion. Men and women, when you go to another culture of people, now they may look like you, but they're not you. And remember this, you're not fighting physical people There's spirits behind everything. Spirit was here first before flesh. So spirits are doing whatever spirits do behind the veil. And if you're not elevated spiritually enough by the Most High, this is why you got to walk in his will and get the, uh, the fruits of the spirit. All the things that the Most High say, you could have children of Zion. No matter where you go, you will be protected by spirits. I didn't already read the Testament of the 12, and they said there's spirits that are angels, that follow you and protect you. But if you're not on guard, you don't speak it into existence, you don't exercise it and you foolhardy by doing whatever you want and not being careful, you're going to be devoured by others because the Most High said the rest of the nations follow devils. So if the rest of the nations follow devils, there's nothing they won't do. Including kill, steal, divide, conquer, conquer, manipulate that's what they do because that's what the devil tells them to do so understand what i'm saying without me even going into it number one shemites and hamites is different even though they may look the same number two spirit spiritual things happen in the uh, in the background the spiritual background so we are carnal beings um on this physical earth And if we don't know who we are, and who we belong to, we can't understand spiritual things are happening all the time. Hamites know spiritual things happening. They know. But you as a child of Israel leaving um, the United States, going um, to Africa and all the rest of these other places, you may not know because a lot of the children of Israel don't know who they are, especially in the United States. They don't know. The Most High said this. So if you're not spiritual spiritually aware, you could be open to getting devoured by spirits that are leading, antagonizing, and possess possessing human beings. Understand what I say and know. So be careful. Like I said, if you don't do it where you live, don't do it outside of where you live. Okay? If you don't go in certain neighborhoods by yourself in the state. Why would you do it outside the United States? You don't know them people. And they're not children of Israel. You don't know. I mean, even the children of Israel will bamboozle you, honey, but they won't bamboozle you like the uh, heathens will. And there's heathens that got the same skin you got. I told you, this skin thing, that ain't nothing. We talking about souls here. We talking about souls because if the lights was out and nobody could see nobody, you would have to deal with the soul of the person, which is the character of the person. I'm telling you, it runs deep, honey. Don't only inside the United States do they play the skin game, the color game. They don't play that outside of the United States. Okay. Well, let me let me modify what I just said. European nations play that. European nations play the skin game, for the most part. I'm not saying every last person. Please don't mis, uh, misunderstand what I'm saying. But for the most part, Europe, European nation, Euro um, Eurocentric thinking. Hold on. Eurocentric thinking and concepts and constructs. play this color game and it's not real, it's not real. It's something to control people, to categorize people, to put people in boxes, to put them in glass ceilings. That's what it's made to do. It's not real and it's not true. Okay? That's what European thinking, Eurocentral thinking goes. Okay, and that thinking went worldwide with the last world rulers. Remember, the last world rulers was Eurocentric. What did they do? They conquered the world. So naturally, their thinking, their concepts, and their constructs are the same or similar. So children of Israel, you melanated, you've been melanated, and when you travel, keep that in mind. I'm not going to go deep into it, but keep it in mind. You're not the same as other people that's melanated. You got to understand the soul of the person. It don't got nothing to do with the skin. Okay. It has something to do with the soul of the person and the culture. Cause that's where it changes. And people will tell you that because they don't, uh, they don't share your same constructs and and concepts outside um, in the uh, continent of Africa. They don't share that. That's why they can't relate to you. That's number one. Number two, a lot of them are Hamites, predominantly Hamites because that's where the Hamites are in Africa. Now, I'm going back to what I said in regards to the 10 and a half tribes that uh, ran into Africa in 70 AD. Um, This is according to um, Ezra, Book of Ezra, uh, world uh, history. Uh, Book of Maccabees, I'm a child, I can keep naming the books, but I will say this, Daniel, Book of Daniel, Ezekiel, all the prophets understand that the lost tribes are also in Africa. Half of them don't know who they are. I'm not saying all of them, I'm saying half of them. Because there's some that know exactly who they are, and they don't mix with nobody, no I even though they all look the same. And understand this, this is why Yeshua. His mother and father, who Yahuwah told Miriam and Yosef to run into Egypt. That's North Africa. That's the land of the Hamites. Why did the Most High tell them that? Because they all look the same. Okay, and I'm going to say what people say here. All skin folk ain't kin folk. Literally, they not. They distant, distant cousins that follow devils. It just is what it is. That's what the scriptures say. That's not what I'm saying. Don't kill the messenger. But um, just know that this mes- this messenger here fights back. I don't play that. I already told you, I'm not the typical uh, <laughs> uh, minister, honey. I'm not gonna sit there and take nobody's incense. No, 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 no. That's not me. That's not me. I'm telling you exactly what the um what the scriptures say. Okay. So be careful. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you uh, not to travel. I was a traveling fool. and haven't traveled yet because my cat is old and I don't want to leave her. But uh, y'all forbid she leaves at any time. I will be packing my bags and traveling (laughs) because I love to travel. But um, you got to travel smart. You got to be smart. And when I say smart, um, I mean, use discernment. Do some homework. Do some research. Uh, talk to people who's been there. Go with a travel group. That's what I mean. Do that. Do that. And I've been doing stuff like that since I was in my 20s. Understand that? No. Okay. Um, that's what I'm saying. Because people are losing their lives. And it's it's terrible for stupid stuff. Understand all these people are not your people. They're not your people. I don't care how they look like you. They They're not. You could discern and even know if you don't have discernment, if you had common sense, you'll know by the stuff that they say and the things that they talk about. You'll know to be on your guard. Use it. Learn how to develop common sense and and uh, exercise that common sense because we all born with, com- with the capacity to have common sense. I'm just going to say, we all born with the capacity of having common sense. It has to be instilled in you by your parents and it has to be exercised like a muscle, then the most high could get to you and develop discernment, which is higher than common sense. Understand what I'm saying to you. Okay? All right. Um, This is kind of a segue from what I said. Because part of people's culture is what you believe. Okay? So Um, sharing that common culture goes on what you believe you know what you strive to it's kind of like a family the culture but anyway I'm not gonna go into that I'm just gonna say this children of Israel you are beyond religion and religious categories and you were never meant to be in any religion Okay, you have a DNA contract, a blood contract through Abraham. Your line, meaning your DNA, your bloodline, has the contract. It's a promise from the Most High to his friend Abraham. Now, the Most High ain't never said nobody was his friend except for Abraham. Abraham was his friend. He loved Abraham and he said, you know what? I'm going to have a contract with you. You're going to be a father of many nations. He didn't say all nations. He said many. And from those many nations, I'm going to have one group of people that I'm going to love. And the contract is never going to end. And that's who he has it with. The children of Israel, Yaakov, Israel, who he changed his name. Okay. The promise went to Abraham. From Abraham, the promised child was Isaac. From Isaac, Isaac had Yaakov and Esau. Since Esau didn't listen and he was determined to be a heathen, the Most High hated him and put his blessing on Yaakov, whose name later was Israel. Okay, Yaakov spelling Y A, that little accent, A Q O V. Okay. Later, his name was Israel being changed by tussling with that um, angel. Okay. So know that there was never no religion. That's a concept and a construct that's a lie. Now that's for other people. And like I said, it's to control people. It's a dogma. That wasn't meant for you, children of Israel. But since the children of Israel, especially in the United States, don't know who they are, they keep following devils. I didn't already say what I said. Now, there's too much information out here for you, children of Israel, to still be in ignorance. Now, I understand the Most High said he waxed shut your ears and your eyes, but that's because you're not listening. If you really do love the Most High, then you better get on your good foot and start searching for him and being in his will. Because when you do, that's when you're gonna start developing the discernment that you need to break free of all this bondage that the devil keep putting you in. Oh, not only are you in bondage, you in a box, a maze, that has food and water and everything you need and you're not leaving that box, the box of your mind. Free your mind and the rest will follow, okay? Um, I got one more thing to say before I end this, and this is children of Israel learn to discern. I didn't already talked about that, okay? Discernment is the icing of the cake of common sense, okay? When you learn to discern, you'll be able to learn how to unmask the lies and the deceit of the devils. And distinguish the devil's method of operation. Okay? I'm going to say it again. When you learn to discern, you'll be able to unmask the lies and the deceit of the devil and to be able to unmask his method of operation. Discernment is spiritual and it's given by the most high, but it has to be built on common sense. You can't have the, well, maybe if the most high wanted to give you a common sense on top of discernment, that will be up to him. I can't say, but a lot of times uh, you're very swift with common sense when discernment is on the top. Because remember, discernment is the icing of the cake that is common sense. I already told you common sense is basic. It's a muscle that needs to be introduced and exercised, okay? Once it's exercised and you're walking in the will of the most high, the most high puts that uh, icing on the cake, that is discernment and it's built on the basics of common sense. Discernment is spiritual. It doesn't come before common sense. Common sense is first. Understand that and know. So learn to discern. And how do you do that? Walk in the will of the Most High. Choose ye this day. Who you gonna rock with? You gonna rock with the Most High? Then do everything the Most High said. He has laws, statutes, precepts, and commands that need to be followed, honey. Get on the good foot. Follow the yellow brick road. Do what you need to do. Meditate uh, day and night. Uh, walk in his will. Get the fruit. Collect the armor. Get all of that stuff. You're gonna be able to navigate your way through this world. And no devil in hell, in the skies, under the earth anywhere is going to be able to mess with you. Understanding, no, I'm saying this stuff because the scriptures say it. Not the way I'm saying it, but the scriptures do say that. So with that, I am done, people. I'm done talking about certain things to keep in mind, some food for thought for you. Usually I'll come out with some. I usually gather stuff. If something hits me and then, you know, I'm like, ah, I know this is not going to, this is not, Just one time I'm having this conversation or something, uh, some uh, conversation uh, rings a bell with me and I just feel like I have to bring it to the masses. So this is that, um, this is that uh, food for thought segment. I hope that um, you learn some, I hope that I put a bug in your ear enough for you to take charge of your finances, of your social security number, of, um, learning how to be safe when you travel, of learning to discern, um, learning who's your brethren and who's your cousin that don't mean you well. Um, you know, um, uh, understand that we only have a certain amount of time on this earth to make the both, uh, the best of it. I'm trying to say best and most at the same time, the best of it and the most of it. So, um, I say if you have any questions, um, comments, or concern, you could drop me a line. It's on the outro, um, what you could do. Um, And I hope that every day that you wake up, you make the most of it. I hope that you already chose the most high. You choose to walk in his will and that you're getting everything you need because I already told you we're living in a time of uncertainty and we don't know what's going to happen. Gather all your tools. Think of it like this for those people who play video games. You're playing a video game and you got to gather all of this um, special equipment to deal with the devils or the warlocks or whatever that's coming your way. That's how life is. Gather all the tools from the most high because you are dealing with devils. You are not fighting flesh and blood. Now, you may see flesh and blood and you may think you're flesh and blood because you don't know any better but you're not. You're a consciousness. There's spirits that's at work behind the scenes doing all kinds of stuff and you have no idea. There's angels that walk with us children. Israel, the Most High said it's in the Testament of the Twelve and you need to be able to learn to discern and be able to appeal to them to cover you. uh, Keep walking with them. Talk to the Most High like he's your father, your sister, your uncle, your grandpapa, your mama. Uh, Learn. With that, I say enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week until next time hi trying to contact me regarding a question comment or concern well you got two ways of doing so the first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com i'll say it again this is one word, Cliff note. the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question, and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you, and enjoy the podcast. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High, but you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed and it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.